Have you ever poured out your heart to God and then finished the emotional questions and thought, now what? How do I go on from here? What do we do in the aftermath of deep and emotional prayer? Well, today we see what Habakkuk did. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. So join me today as we dive into episode 136, and we pray our way through one verse, Habakkuk 2.1. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of worship. And today we are worshiping, we have three verses, and we are worshiping God for His faithfulness. So the first verse is 1 Corinthians 1.9, and it says, God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Second verse is 2 Timothy 2.13, and it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And the last is Psalm 33.4, and it says, for the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. All right, let's pray. Father, we come to you today with hearts that are longing both for connection with you and somewhat also for answers from you, just as Habakkuk was longing for answers. And we ask that you would give us, appropriate doesn't seem like the right word, appropriate prayers. I guess what I really mean is that you help us be honest with you today. You help us learn to pray in a way through and with your word that speaks the language of our heart in an honest and authentic way. Because most of all, what we desire is a deepening, authentic relationship with you. And so use this time today to build that or to grow that in us, a deep and authentic relationship with you. We honor you today for your faithfulness. And as it says that for you cannot deny yourself, if we are faithless, you remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. That is part of your character. It is who you are, intrinsically a part of who you are as God. You are faithful. It's kind of amazing that that is one of your traits. Such an awesome thing to be directed toward us. And we celebrate and honor that today. By you and your faithfulness, we were called into the fellowship by Jesus. And I so appreciate that gift that you gave us both Jesus in your obedience and submission to the Father, and Father, in your plan for our redemption. I worship your faithfulness in regard just simply to our salvation. But I also worship you because your work here is faithful. The word of the Lord is upright. The words that we are speaking, the words that we are reading, the words that we are praying through are upright. They are righteous, and all of your work is done in faithfulness. So all that you do here on earth through us and through others is done in faithfulness. So even when we question, even when we don't understand, which is where Habakkuk has been for these past few uh, weeks in this first chapter of the book, I don't understand, is what he's saying. We can rely as he did on your faithfulness because all the work that you're doing in the world is done in faithfulness, is done for the benefit of your people, even when it doesn't seem like it. So help us, grow us in that recognition that we can trust who you are, just as the psalmist did, just as 
uh, the writers in the New Testament trusted who you are in these verses. You are faithful, and we honor you, and we recognize that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Habakkuk 2.1. This may be a short episode because we have only one verse today. It's a transition verse, and I didn't want to get lost in what comes next. So we're just going to camp out on this idea today. We don't need a whole lot of extra information other than if you haven't been following along with us, here's what's happened so far. Habakkuk is disturbed by his nation abandoning their God, and he cries out to God asking, how long will God let this go on? God replies, I'm dealing with it right now. I am sending Babylon to judge you. And Habakkuk replies, wait, what? How can you do that? How can a holy God use an evil nation to judge your people? And that brings us to today's verse. Habakkuk has just asked this second question or cried this second lament. And I find it interesting that his prayer wasn't wait, that's not going to be good for any of us. That's going to be unpleasant at best. His question was more about God's character, about how a righteous and holy God could advance an evil people. In other words, he was trying to understand the why, not simply complaining about the circumstances. This is a relationship question, and it wasn't just about his own comfort or safety. Apparently, I had more to say about this verse than I thought I did. (laughs) Well, here we go. This is Habakkuk 2.1 after his second lament. He says, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I should reply about my complaint. So before we pray, I should probably also say that his language here most likely isn't literal. It's possible. He may have actually gone to a lookout or a high place, but probably he didn't. Probably the idea is that the prophets were considered as watchmen, and it was their responsibility to look around and be alert, be diligent about seeing what messengers or what enemies or what dangers or deliverances were coming, and to continue steadfast in their post. So the prophet here is saying that he would just as diligently watch and wait for God's answer. All right, so... Let's go to prayer. Father, I want to maybe step back from this verse for just a moment and ask for the same approach to my questions. Let it not just be all about me and my complaining about my circumstances, but let my questions to you be rooted in a desire to know you better and to interact with you more authentically rather than just complain about what's going on. Certainly you don't mind if we are upset about something, but I guess I would ask that the majority of my words to you be based around this idea of getting to know you better, of understanding your word, of understanding your messages to me, of deepening our relationship. If my conversation with a friend were simply filled with complaints, it would not be a great relationship. It wouldn't go anywhere. And so I ask the same thing with us, that my words, that my, this is a psalm, but that the words of my heart and the meditation of my soul would be pleasing to you and would deepen and strengthen our relationship. And then, like Habakkuk did, I pray that after I have poured out my heart to you, which you encourage, you want us to bring these questions for you, these hard questions. It's not like you can't handle any question that we have. After we've done that, and we sort of, I don't know if it's wake up, but every if you come out of this emotional conversation with you and we look around and we're like, okay, so what next? I've just been through this this unburdening of my heart in a way that now I'm kind of coming back to reality and saying, what now? I pray that my what now would be the same as Habakkuk's, that my desire would be to stand and watch and wait 
that I'm eagerly and diligently looking for your answers, that my expectation is that you are working for good, that you are faithful, that you will answer. Whether I understand the answer is a whole different subject, a whole different prayer. But I guess my heart would be that we would be drawn to the activity of watching and waiting because a sentry cannot be He's not not doing anything, right? Sentry, a lookout is an active position. Certainly people can <laughs> fall asleep or on the job or, or not treat it as an active position. But a good sentry, good watchman, will be active. They'll be scanning. They'll be looking. They'll be watching. They'll be actively waiting. And so as I ask these things, as I come to you with questions, as I come to you with requests or desires or seeking understanding, I pray that then my attitude would be to stand and watch and wait in expectation for your answer, that it would be an active process and that as you teach me to wait for your answers, that you would also teach me to wait (laughs) when we get the answers or when something doesn't exactly go our way. Waiting is really hard. Waiting is hard for all of us, but it's an active process. It's not just sitting around waiting for something to happen. Waiting should be an active process, and I pray that we would move on with our lives with this attitude of Habakkuk to stand and watch actively while we wait. I think that's it. Thank you, Jesus, for this time and for your word and for your examples in your word. Amen. All right, friends, thanks so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you being here. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, I appreciate your support. We'll be back again on Monday with kind of the next the next part of this conversation. So Habakkuk chapter 2, uh, a big chunk of it. And I invite you to join me then on Wednesday for that. Bring along a friend, anyone who would enjoy praying with us. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for listening on that media format. And I would ask that you would share this with a friend who would find it helpful as well. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life in business. And my heart is, as we do this, as we pray together a couple of times a week, I pray that God will use it to grow our prayer lives, that we, uh, God will also use it to grow our attitudes and our Christ-likeness. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words that we're speaking each week. Amen. Amen.